How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. <laughs> It's time for a look back on today's match. This is the full-time report with the voices of our Atlanta United, Mike Conti and Jason Longshore. The home for MLS in Atlanta, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Wow. All right, again, 2-1 Atlanta United over San Jose Earthquakes. Two stoppage time golosos by Tiago Almada at Atlanta United. Really dominating the match. Again, I think objectively you have to say that, especially after giving up the goal in the 13th minute. Comes out of here with a deserved three points and a very, very hard act to follow now for Tiago Almada in the final 33 competitions of the year. But he'll worry about that sometime later. You can worry about that down the road. I, I don't want all the games to be like this. No. I, I think Atlanta United in general played well. And again, as we said at the, the top of the show, this is not the entire complement of five stripes players that we're going to see. No Yorgos Yakamakis, Derek Etienne went a little bit longer than I expected, to be honest. He gave everything he had. Luis Abram came in as well. I think those are three potential starters to add to this group. But when you take the strong performance, the bouncing back, the dealing with the adversity, and you get the result and you get the reward for the hard work, that is such a lift as you get ready for next week. Yes, it is. And uh, you'll be playing an opponent, by the way, Toronto, who gave up a 98th minute uh, winner to D.C. United tonight. So they will come in deflated. The, the what one is thing- it about the 98th minute tonight? Uh, yeah, I know. Good point. The one thing I would say... And again, I mean, this is game one of 34. It's not even March yet. But I I would say this. Last season, this is a match that Atlanta United probably would not have won. In fact, they may not have even earned a draw for a lot of different reasons. Uh, But I think in, in many respects, we saw last year, even here at home, Atlanta United dominating possession, dominating the statistical categories, dominating XG, dominating everything, but just not being able to figure it out. Maybe this will be a different year. Maybe it's a one-night aberration. Who knows? But uh, style points don't matter. Wins do, and Atlanta United starts the season with a win. It was a better performance than we saw last year, I think, overall, because if you go back and you look at what San Jose produced, the goal was well-worked, and the goal, there's some issues defensively. We talked about positioning. Outside of that, there weren't a whole lot of other threats. There was one good opportunity for Christian Espinoza that Brad Gazan was able to push high and wide. That was really about it. Yeah. The the run of play, and look, San Jose and, and their stance after taking the lead came back to bite them, but they did kind of concede control of the game to a degree. Atlanta also took control. It's, it goes both ways. You, you can't change the narrative to fit whatever mood you want. Atlanta United played well. They created chances. They kept creating chances. Thought there was a span there in the second half where maybe they settled for longer shots, a little too early. But at the end, they were creating opportunities inside the 18. Brooks Lennon had one. Luis Arrujo had a ton of opportunities. And Atlanta United did what they had to do to get something out of a good performance. So Atlanta United, 2-1 winners over San Jose Earthquake. Someone who knows a thing or two about scoring a Galasso in stoppage time at Mercedes-Benz Stadium to win a match is Andrew Gutman, who joins us downstairs outside the Atlanta United dressing room. Andrew, be honest. Whose was better, yours 
last year against Seattle or Tiago's tonight? Be honest. Uh, I mean, he had two of them, so definitely Tiago. Um, <laughs> yeah, just, just a special player, and he created two moments of magic for us. Andrew, it really felt to us up in the booth like you guys deserve to win this match tonight. You were dominating possession. You were on the front foot after the goal in the 13th minute. Missed penalties, a little bit of bad luck. It happened, but it just felt to us like you guys dominated. It would not have been the just result to come out of this, even with one point. Do you guys feel the same way having played it for 90 minutes? Yeah, of course. I mean, you can say that for, for most of the games we played, even last year, that we dominate, that we, we deserve to win. Um, so, you know, to, to have a game like this and, and have it end the way it did, it, it's a great moment for us. Uh, we, you know, we never gave up. We kept pushing. We, were, we stuck together as a team. We ran for each other, and at the end we got a result. So it's a, it's a great confidence boot to start the, start the season. Defensively, Andrew, how did you feel that the unit worked? Really only two big opportunities for San Jose. How did you feel the chemistry was on the back? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, obviously, it's still early in the season we still got to work out some tweaks I think uh, you know we can be better on the goal um, but overall it was a great performance I think uh, you know Parate did well and then Luis came in and did well uh, you know to hold that hold it down so you know it's a great sign moving for us uh, moving forward for us defensively. Jason and I both fought uh, Andrew up here in the booth that Caleb Wiley was one of the better players on the pitch when he was in tonight and then obviously at the end doing a fantastic job to earn the free kick, which produced the game winner. From your perspective, playing behind those two, how did you rate Wiley and Etienne tonight? Yeah, both of them were fantastic. You know, everyone forgets Caleb's only 18, and, you know, he's he's dominating MLS right now. He's got an amazing, you know, future ahead of him. Um, you know, we hope he keeps developing and keeps, you know, producing these performances for us. And then, you know, a lot of the fans got to see a little glimpse of what, what Derek's all about. I, I played with him in Cincinnati a couple years ago, so I, I know he has quality. I know he's going to be a difference maker for us. So he's just got to work his way back a little bit, and, and he'll be a great player for us. So how impactful is not just the performance tonight, but the performance plus the reward getting the three points. How just what's the, the vibe right now down there? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it, it's a great vibe in the locker room, um, you know, but more importantly, it, it gives us a, a stronger mentality, a stronger bond that, hey, you know, when things aren't going our way, we can we can dig deep and we can still grind out results. And, you know, that that's a great mentality to have if we want to push at the top of the table and win trophies this year. OK, Andrew, do us a favor, please. We can't do it like this 33 more times. <laughs> so let's try to make it a little more comfortable down the road, shall we? Hey, we gave our fans a show. That's that's what they came to <laughs> yeah, see. Yeah, you guys are going to have to contribute to an oxygen tank up <laughs> yeah, here if that's how or, it's going to go all year. Or lozenges or something. I don't know. <laughs> Andrew, great job tonight. Well played, and uh, we'll see you next week for the Toronto Man. All right, thank you, guys. Thanks, Andrew. That is, uh, Andrew Gutman, uh, I thought we would never see anything like his Golasso against Seattle. <laughs> Really the final kick of the game uh, last year, last August, in a, a match that unfortunately did not propel Atlanta United into the uh, postseason. But Tiago Almada, the world champion, may have one-upped him tonight. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. The official home for our Atlanta United. WZGC Atlanta WZGC HD1. Always free on the Odyssey app. Time now for the least suspenseful portion of the full-time report tonight. The man of the match brought to you by Heineken. <laughs> it could be. It might be. That's no, Tiago Almada. Let, Come on. Let me give you his stats, Jason, along with the two goals. I have not even looked. Okay. Eight shots, three on target. Uh, eight shots for Tiago tonight. Yeah. Eight Ooh. shots, three on target. Uh, obviously, the eight shots were a team high. He passed at 84%. He had 107 touches. Ooh, that, that shows dropping into the midfield and helping this team when they needed it. Uh, what else? I'm, I'm just kind of running through Opta here, so forgive me. We're, we're you know live radio. This is what we do. This is what we do. Um, how about this? Eight total dribbles. That led the team. Uh, four of them successful. One 15. I uh, beg your pardon. was eight of 15 on duels tonight. And uh, one possession three times. I mean, look, we, we, we could go through a bunch of that. Two Golasso's in stoppage time makes you the man of the match. Easily makes you the man of the match. And, and Almada worked hard defensively as well off the ball. That, that's what's so impressive uh, about Tiago Almada. And, you know, I, when I try to explain his game to people, I, I'm, I'm very careful not to over-exaggerate. I, I don't want to hype him up even more than the hype is for him. There's games, and he did it tonight, and we saw it last year at times, where Tiago Almada is not playing as a 10. He's not playing as an 8. 
He's not playing as a six. He's not playing as a forward. He's playing as all of them in the same sequence. He drops into the midfield, gets the ball off the back line. Then one, two, combination, dribble, whatever it takes to get forward. Then he's getting on the end of things, too. That's a special player. And what it shows is just the drive and the hunger that he has that great players don't always have that. He has both. And more and more, the more that I see him, the more he reminds me, and it, it's it's probably because they're, they're from the same neighborhood. Carlos Tevez had that. Carlos Tevez had that that knife between the teeth mentality that, that we've talked about before that you're going to find a way to get your team over the line with the win, whatever it takes. If it's a free kick Colosso, if it's a shot from distance, if it's getting stuck into a tackle, if it's winning the ball back, you're going to do whatever it takes. That player that is totally complete in all aspects. And Tiago Almada is that. He is the best player in Major League Soccer. He might be one of the most talented players that Major League Soccer has ever had. Yeah. And Tiago Almada is going to be a world superstar. I agree. I think he's a world superstar right now. Quite frankly, he's also the man of tonight's match brought to you by Heineken. The statistical recap brought to you by Piedmont, official health care partner of Atlanta United. Shots 20 to 10, Atlanta. Shots on target 5-4, Atlanta. Possession 61-39, Atlanta. Corners taken 8-3, Atlanta. Expected goals 1.89 to 1.04, Atlanta. About seven-tenths of an XG in there on the uh, missed penalty by Luis Arruju, but still Atlanta pretty decisively winning the expected goal advantage tonight. And I want to say San Jose was at 1.01 XG at halftime. So that just shows you how completely dominant, completely smothering, and, and to be fair, completely disinterested San Jose was in the second half and how dominant Atlanta United was. But as uh, we've been saying a couple times, Often, you're going to lose a match when that happens. Tonight, the soccer gods repay Atlanta United, and it is a 2-1 win. We'll have the highlights coming up next. I know a lot of you are, for some reason, interested in that. We'll <laughs> have it for you next. Atlanta United, 2-1 winners over San Jose Earthquakes here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Back on the full-time report, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 
This is Jason and I's sixth year together doing a full-time report. And if uh, you're new to the full-time report experience, we will tell you that every time Atlanta United wins, we play music from the city or region of the defeated side. So San Jose Earthquakes, the defeated side tonight. And why exactly? It's Molly Crew, which is not from San Jose. Right. But Nikki Six, the bassist, is from San Jose. And this song is literally about getting a needle of adrenaline mm. pumped into his heart. You, you can read all the backstory about how that happened. That, that's not for that's for another time. But <laughs> that's kind of what that last goal was like. Oh, no doubt. Because yeah. I have not had a feeling like that in a long, long time. No. When Tiago Almada buries that that free kick, that was kick-starting every heart in this building. 2-1 win for Atlanta United tonight over San Jose Earthquakes. We're going to get to the highlights in just a moment, two stoppage time golosos by Tiago Almada to win it for Atlanta United. We are also uh, standing by for Gonzalo Pineda and his post-match press conference, which we believe will start in just a moment. Uh, so we're going to stall for time here just for a moment as we wait for that. I can tell you that for at least, uh, for each Atlanta United clean sheet this season, they'll donate $2,000 to Children's Health Care of Atlanta. No clean sheet tonight, obviously, so nothing in the pot yet. However, Brad Guzan made two saves that at the end of the night end up looking pretty significant. Yeah, they do. Uh, I thought Brad Guzan looked good tonight. I thought Miles Robinson looked really good tonight. Miles Robinson, to see that performance, you would not expect that that was his first official match after an Achilles tendon rupture. Looked like the Miles Robinson that we're used to seeing completely. Great sign. And now you just knock on wood that, uh, you know, at some point you get Ozzy Alonso yep. into the mix. Derek Etienne, no fitness concerns from what I could see. Uh, by the end of tonight, I mean, obviously he won the foul that produced the game-winning free kick. Fitness concerns in the sense that I don't know if he can start next week, but I think he could give you 45. So if you want to start him and get maybe early into that second half. Yep. Because I thought he was going to be about 20 minutes or so tonight. And, and he went longer than that and was impactful at the end. You got to get Yorgos Yakimakis's visa hopefully done sooner rather now. than later. I, you know, we were talking about it during the break. Uh, Jackson Conway didn't have a lot of service tonight. He did make a couple mistakes. Miguel Berry got a little bit of service, probably didn't play quite enough to make a, a huge impact on this match tonight. But imagine now, that, look, our Rouge is going to come good. He yeah, is going to come good. too talented not to. Too talented not to. So imagine now, if you can keep that group healthy and playing, Almada, Aruju, Etienne, Yakimakis, and Yakimakis is anything remotely close to what he's been promised to be, maybe you'll get some more comfortable victories. This at least some multi-goal matches where it will come rather easily. We would hope. I'll tell you one thing about tonight that until Tiago Almada, and he had a great match outside of the two Golasos, but until then, Franco Ibarra was my man of the match. Yeah. And... Franco Ibarra, when you look at the depth chart in the central midfield, it's very competitive with a Mercedes pushing for minutes with Mateus Hosechu, maybe the incumbent with Santiago Sosa coming back into the team, probably an incumbent in, in playing. Tiago Almada will absolutely play. There's a lot of competition for time there. And Franco Ibarra, I think, put himself into a, a situation where do you want to see perhaps – a double pivot with Sosa and Ibarra more often than I thought. I would want to see that. I think Hosechu was really good tonight. I don't I don't want to take anything away from Mateus Hosechu's game. He's not going to be the guy who has a bunch of assists and chances created. He's going to be the guy who facilitates for that person to have those chances created and those key passes. Hosechu in the second half was so good in opening the field up and creating space for others. But Ibarra was next level tonight. Just got this from the league, by the way. The Almada game winner in the 99th minute, the latest game-winning direct free kick goal in MLS in 20 years. Oh, wow. And also this stat, and I'm, I'm going to have to maybe double-check this. I find this hard to believe. This is the first time Atlanta United has won a match in which they were trailing at the 75th minute. Yeah, I think that's right. Oh, that's crazy. I think they had leveled it in San Jose, which 
By then, yes, they yeah. would have. Yeah. I, I said this week they were le- – in 2019, it was a level going into the 90th minute, and, and they won it. I said this week that the 2018 win against San Jose was the greatest comeback in Atlanta United history. This one's different. This one is different than that game. That game was MLS After Dark personified. I don't know if this one, though, did surpass it because of the quality of those two goals from Tiago Almada. We might have just seen the greatest comeback in Atlanta United history. I mean, three of them have come against San Jose. <laughs> three, I mean, look, 2018 was in a class by itself. It was uh, five stripes after dark. You, you're down apparently 4-1. <laughs> Uh, and then VAR takes a, a goal out for San Jose and actually turns it into an Atlanta penalty, and suddenly it goes from 4-1 to 3-2. I mean, that, that was that wasn't a class by itself. The 2019 match, I think, is the one that gets completely lost in the discussion of craziest Atlanta United matches of all time. There was a first-half red card in that game, and Atlanta United could not find a way to break down 10-man San Jose until the 90th minute when Emerson Heinemann scored to make it 2-1. Then Chris Wondolowski said something to Chris Penzo, the referee. He got sent off for the first time in his career from the bench. Uh, Matias Almeida got sent off. Uh, and uh, and then there was, uh, I think Pitti Martinez may have scored a, an insurance goal to make it 3-1. That is the one that I think gets completely forgotten. All right, while we wait for Gonzalo Pineda, uh, we won't keep you in suspense anymore. Here are the highlights. First 10 minutes... Atlanta United may be struggling to find the match a little bit. Evenly played, maybe slight tilt to San Jose. And in the 13th minute, they work a really nice team goal for Jeremy Abobasi. Now it is flicked back into San Jose's defensive third. We're running forward now is Mensa through traffic out of a tackle into the Atlanta end. He'll keep going and play a long diagonal to a wide open Espinosa. Top of the 18. Dribbles into the box on Gutman. Espinosa to the end line. Cross header score! Abobasi! San Jose scores the first goal of the match in the 13th minute. A beautiful team goal. Two things uh, about the goal. Rodriguez was able to step forward a little too easily, and and that's going to be something that Gonzalo Pineda and his staff will talk to the attacking group about. They were really good defending high up the field for the majority of the night. That was one where they weren't. He's able to hit that big switch to Espinoza, and then talked about it at the end of halftime getting a chance to go back and watch it. The movement from San Jose, attacking movement off the ball. Ibobasi had dropped into the midfield. He's making a late run. Cade Cowell comes across to the near post. Gutman 1v1 with Espinoza. That's fine. Parata kind of on an island. He doesn't help Gutman double up on Espinoza, but he doesn't drop to help on the run to the near post with Cowell. Robinson has to run with Cowell to the near post. That leaves Lennon with Ibobasi, who makes the late run. That's not the matchup you want on an aerial duel. Ibobasi wins it. That's the goal. That's one you've got to talk through, and Parata, Parata just can't get caught in that no-man's land. The response, though, by Atlanta United, really good. Dominated the rest of the first half. In the 38th minute, Andrew Gutman draws a penalty, a handball by Paul Marie at the end line inside the 18. Luis Aruju goes to the penalty spot, and here's what occurs. Action at the goal to our left, 39th minute. This for the equalizer. Aruju stepping to the right. Stutter steps up the ball, strikes it, and misses wide. Luis Aruju, who could not buy a goal in the second half of last season, including a missed penalty against Toronto at the end of the season, and he missed way wide of the far post. The thing that we liked about Aruju after the miss, kept taking attempts and came very, very close to scoring in the second half. Seven shots of the night for Aruju. You just have to feel like at some point he's going to come good on this. Yeah, the penalty, we we don't have the best angle on that, and the penalty was closer. It it was a pretty good opportunity, but he doesn't put it on goal, and and that's the thing on a penalty. You have to force the goalkeeper into the save. He puts it just outside of the post. He's trying to be maybe a little too precise there in terms of placement instead of getting it on goal. His response was good. Now, I thought as the game went on, He was pressing a little bit more in terms of that final third action. 
but he worked extremely hard. And that's the thing about Luis Arujo that you just can't take away from him. He's going to defend. He's going to do the dirty work. He's going to help win the ball back. And I thought he was essential in those moments for Atlanta United tonight. Second half. Uh, let's just jump ahead. Let's just jump <laughs> ahead to stoppage time. Lots it, of banging your head against the door and trying to create opportunities. And then. Yeah, and, and they did create a lot of, of second half opportunities. And as we said, San Jose played very cynically. A lot of time wasting. Time wasting that really began in the first half. Sometimes you live by the sword and you die by the sword. And Tiago Almada burns them for two stoppage time goals. Here was the equalizer. Atlanta United will set up for maybe their biggest corner of the match here. They're seven, looking for the equalizer and stoppage time. Lennon to send it out to the far corner. Goal to our right. No short corner option. Lennon will go to the top of the 18. Here's Almada. Takes the shot. Shoots. Score! The world champion, Tiago Almada. The World Cup champion for Argentina may have just saved at least a point for Atlanta United. Ah, at least a point. At least a point. Because I, I'll be honest, I, I don't want to, you know, call myself the prophet or anything like that, but you said it too. Mm -hmm. There was enough time. That was in the fifth of seven added minutes. Mm -hmm. You got the feeling that if Atlanta United could get one or two more attacks, they would have a chance to win this thing and that they did. First, your analysis of the equalizer. Uh, it's a great set piece. And you have to give Brooks Lennon a lot of credit here, too, because he sells it so well. Everybody comes up for it. And San Jose just drops everybody into the 18. They're not really thinking man-to-man -man matchups. They're not really looking at who's free. They just drop everybody. Lennon doesn't rush it. He doesn't stare Tiago Almada down. He doesn't give it away. He sells it that he's going to whip this into the 18 and the, and Robinson's going to go up for it and Barry's going to go up for it. And Almada's just hanging out, just, just lingering there about the corner of the 18. No one from San Jose spotted it, and Almada does the rest. It's a brilliant finish, but you've got to give Lennon credit for the no-sell in terms of giving the plan away. I know Gonzalo Pineda is coming to the podium, but I, let, let's go first to the hot play of the match brought to you by Skinna. Here was the game winner by Tiago Almada. This to win the match. Final kick of the game. Referee steps away, blows the whistle. Almada goes for goal. Score! I'm speechless. Tiago Almada wins the game for Atlanta United on a right upper 90 free kick at the death. Two stoppage time golassos for the world champion Tiago Almada. For over 20 years, Skin Energy has made it easy for Georgians to receive the best natural gas rates and excellent customer service. Call 867, excuse me, 877. 467-2262 to sign up today. Let's go downstairs now to Gonzalo Pineda. And, and we really, really miss him here with us. So um, uh, that, that I think, uh, was a nice touch from, from, from the club, from the fans, to give that to Anton. He deserves that. Uh, number two is Nathan. I was talking to a little kid that was lovely before the game. Uh, he's one of those of uh, the, the special day for, for him. That is his wish, uh, make a wish. And uh, he was telling me how much he loves football. He was telling me he's a big fan of Messi, his favorite player. And uh, um, his family was amazed with the opportunity to be here. This was his wish, being with Atlanta United, being with the team. And uh, I hope this memory lasts for forever for him, because it was a nice uh, opportunity for him to share with his idols, uh, Tiago, Luis, all of them. He was telling me how much he loves watching them. And then I hope this, this memory lasts forever. Um, and then, yes, the game, emotional game, obviously ups and downs, good moments, some other not great, especially in transition, but especially about the end of the game, which was the, the, the main part probably for the fans. I love that emotion when, you know, you think you're going to lose, you're upset, and then the emotions come for them, the first goal from Thiago from outside the box, and then that last foul, and then that amazing golazo from, from Thiago.
uh, it was very special for us, and and I hope the fans uh, are happy with that. Y'all took, uh, I think it was uh, 18 shots before Almada's two goals. It was 18 shots from outside the box, and you talked in the preseason about maybe not doing as many of those, but tonight was it just a matter of feeling like it's just a matter of time. One of these is is going to go in or at least be on frame. Yes, it's, it's, it's tough to answer this because uh, we don't plan like that, obviously, right? We, we, we are messaging continuously that we want more shots from inside, getting the primacy zones, getting crosses uh, across the, the, the box in between the goalkeeper, the, the centre-backs, uh, cutbacks in penalty spot. Uh, today, it didn't manifest it like that. That's what I would say. It was not characteristic from us this year. Like in the preseason, we didn't have that amount at all, probably um, collecting all the data from all the preseason games we didn't get as much as today from outside of the box. So I hope we can improve on that for sure. But then on the other side, we won with two shots from outside of the box. So it's one of those that is hard to tell the players don't shoot, don't shoot from outside of the box when they do that. So, uh, but yes, we want more quality chances that have more probabilities to, to be on, on goal. Um, but we will be working on that for sure. Because uh, are you kind of worried though that I mean, it's a win? Obviously, it's three enormous points. Emotional matches you mentioned looked like some of the issues from last year were creeping up. You know, here and there. Are, are you concerned that this team could take the complexion of 2022 once again and unfortunately not qualify for playoffs? No, not at all. Um, Winning nowadays is so difficult, so hard, that we want to enjoy every three points that we earned. I think the team uh, played very well at times and was dominating and was on the front foot the majority of the game, uh, forcing a very good opponent. San Jose, I think they deserve a lot of credit. They did a great job today. Uh, they put us on some, some threats tactically and then individually some players. Uh, but eventually we forced them to play long balls all the time, which is not characteristic from them, uh, especially their coach that, that likes to play off the back and distributing the ball. They were kicking long balls all the time. That's a testament of our pressure was intense enough. Uh, we were dictating to me the tempo of the game, uh, which at times should be a little faster and, and, and more proactive. But at the end of the day, what I am uh, very happy with is the mentality and the resilience of the team. Uh, I, I mean, two goals at that moment of the game is a testament of that tough mentality that I want. And at times you can win in very different ways, different games. And today we won like this and we will enjoy it and we will reflect on the film on, on, on the next few days and we will try to correct for the next game. Joe, Gonzalo, just talking to Tiago Amada in the locker room, he seemed extremely calm and collected, like he had not just scored two Galazos to win a game. How would you kind of describe his personality and the way he expressed himself on the field? Well, what can I tell you? I mean, obviously today... Uh, I'm sure he was the man of the match, I'm pretty sure. Um, but it's not just about the goals that he scored, it's about the whole game. He was very proactive on getting the balls, on touches. I think he was the one that led us in touches in the final third, touches in general. Uh, um, and, and he's always looking to attack and to find ways to create a dangerous moment for us. Uh, also defensively, he was doing a lot of the pressing and at times he was a little bit lost because they have a little bit of numerical advantage, but he was trying continuously uh, to press very aggressively. So I, I cannot say you know, <laughs> anything more than that. He's a fantastic kid with a great mentality. Uh, and what I love is his uh, humility. When we start to talk in the locker room, the first thing I say about Thiago and his goals, and he said, is, is about the whole team. It's about the whole effort of everyone. And I think that speaks for itself. He's an unselfish player that, yes, today he was a hero, but he's willing not to be the hero as long as, as, as we win. And, and that's pretty nice from a 21-year-old. Oh, boy, yes, it is. Um... Very well said by Gonzalo Pineda following his team's 2-1 win over San Jose Earthquakes tonight. And look, I mean, you can look ahead to the inevitability of Tiago Almada being a superstar somewhere in Europe. Uh, that's down the road. Let's enjoy this now while we can because mm -hmm. it really is feeling uh, very much like when Miguel Almarone was here. You, you knew eventually he was going to go to Europe. 
But, boy, you, you treasure a player like that when you have him in this league. And like I said earlier, as long as Tiago Almada is healthy, Atlanta United is going to have the best player on the pitch in every league match they play this year, and that's going to give them a very good chance. Yes. I want to I want to kill a couple narratives to see if I can do it all with uh, one stone here. Narratives? Yeah. So, Tiago Almada has elevated his game by being in Atlanta. The, the idea that the best players don't come to this league is categorically false. This is the best league on the rise in this hemisphere. It's not there yet. Brazil is still very, very good. The Argentine League's very good. Liga MX right there with MLS. I think it's very even. But Atlanta United is getting players, and this has been happening from day one, from other leagues and elevating them. Joseph Martinez, Miguel Almiron, Tito Vialba had his best run of his career here in Atlanta. Players were elevated by their time here. Tiago Almada will be elevated into one of the best clubs in the world. He is that good. This is as great of a move as it was for Almiron to Newcastle. This feels like an even bigger potential move down the road. But that's down the road, and you're right. And down the road, it could be a short road. It could be a little bit longer road. It's a road. What you have right now, and you can nitpick and you can complain about a cross coming in, you can complain about San Jose getting 10 shots, and you can whatever you want to go. That win, that kind of emotion, that kind of passion, that kind of world-class performance, that kind of win, you can put the questions to the side. You don't have to rush to the Bird app or anything else to get your negativity out. You don't see games like this every day. I've been involved in this sport one way or another since I was a nine-year-old kid in 1986. I can't come up with many games that are anywhere near what the emotion was in that one. You can embrace that and celebrate that and celebrate that this team fought and fought and fought and ran themselves into the ground, and it looked like it wasn't going to happen, and somehow it did. You can celebrate that, and you can embrace it, and I hope that it is as loud as we have heard in this building next week when Toronto comes to town because those are the things, and we heard it late, those are the things that when the team runs themselves into the ground, elevates them in those moments. That's what this club is. That's what this league can be. That's what this can be in front of us in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. It can elevate something that's great to a whole other stratosphere. And, we and, saw that tonight. And by the way, just connected to that, let, let me go at a narrative here. You're oh. going to see a lot of people say, no, there was no way there were 67,000 people in the building tonight. <sighs> uh, it looked pretty darn close to me. Yeah. And I think a lot of you uh, maybe leaving the stadium in traffic, uh, listening to us here on the full-time report would probably agree with that. It, it certainly wasn't, uh, you know, 72,000 tonight, but it was a very, very solid 60,000 plus, and they were loud here tonight. When we're nitpicking about one of the biggest crowds in the world on a yeah. match day. Can we stop, please, por favor? Yeah. No, and how about this, by the way? Uh, Nashville got 28,000 this awesome. afternoon. Charlotte got 69,000 awesome. tonight. Nice by them. 165,000 people attending MLS matches in Atlanta, Charlotte, and Nashville today and tonight. Just great storylines all over the league. First yeah. night with the new MLS season pass on Apple TV. Lots of great talk about that. St. Louis, Louis just wins in Austin. They were down 2-1. They come back and win 3-2. Just a, a great, great opening kickoff. There were some who thought, oh, the, the luster's gone when you don't get El Trafico because of the weather out in L.A., no. uh, the luster is all over the place in this league right now. What a start to the season. No, and it's sounding like, based on what I'm seeing on Twitter, Apple was a huge, huge success tonight. Hopefully that will sustain. Okay, uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We're going to take your questions and comments on Twitter, as we always do, at Mike Conti 929 and in Longshoe as we continue with the full-time report in a moment. Atlanta United, 2-1 winners over San Jose Earthquakes on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. 
We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, Atlanta United 2-1 winners over San Jose Earthquakes tonight. Two stoppage time golazos by Tiago Almada to rescue the three points for Atlanta United. Let's get to your questions and comments now on Twitter at MyConti929. And at Longshoe, if you want to send them all in, Christopher Gersel says, I think this may have been Abara's best match in an Atlanta United shirt. I think the one that's close is at Seattle in 21, one of his first games in the kit where I think he had about seven or eight defensive actions recovering possession. He was everywhere. It was a different role, though. And this one, that's a tough role for him. It's a tough role for Ibarra, who you like for him to be free, to be able to go hunt the ball, regain possession, not be focused as much in terms of discipline, positionally. I think it, it can take a little bit away from his game. It did not tonight, and that's that's a credit to him, playing in a role that he's played as a six. And when, when you go back to him emerging on the scene, and, and I, I think it's easy to forget that Franco Ibarra started, if I remember correctly, 11 games before arriving in Atlanta with Argentinos Juniors. He, he had just broken through... The Copa Diego Armando Maradona, the, the kind of League Cup that they did, that was the first regular play that he had, and he led the Argentine tournament that year in tackles. Comes here. Very little experience. And he's still very young. That was a performance tonight. I, I said it earlier. I think this midfield, when everybody is available, I think it's Sosa, Hosechu, and Almada. Ibarra made it a more difficult decision with his performance tonight. He did the defensive things, but he was very good on the ball as well. Could it situationally be Sosa, Ibarra, Almada? Yes, 
I, I think it could be. And this, I don't want to take anything away from Hosechu's game either. No. It's, he was good tonight. I think the and, and our friend Patty G had a question about the midfield. I'm going to lump that in here. Well, and, and yeah, Kevin from Charlotte, for example, says midfield was better than he thought, but maybe not elite yet. Yeah, and and, and Patty G was asking about the midfield and and what needs to change. So that's 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 the nature of this game. We we all look at it in different ways. I thought the midfield was very good. The the biggest thing it needs to change in, in that question is you need to get Santi Sosa back in this team. And when he plays at the level we've seen, this midfield can be even better. But, yeah, you have a little bit of a, a, an option here if you're Gonzalo Pineda and how you want to deploy the midfield with Sadich, with Hosechi, with Ibarra, uh, with Alonzo when he's back into the mix. That's a lot of options centrally. With the Johnny Fortune, I don't want to leave a Johnny Fortune out of it because yeah. every time we talk about the midfield, Gonzalo Pineda brings up a Johnny Fortune. So that's another player that – it's going to be down to competition during the week. It's going to be down to performances. And it's going to be down to riding the hot hand. And it's going to be down to matchups. So there's a lot of elements that you got out of tonight in terms of the midfield that I think makes it more of a, a selection headache, a good headache, but a headache nonetheless in terms of who plays because Ibarra looked like a guy that you want to see on the field for a lot of minutes this year if he can play like that. A uh, couple comments about the confidence level of Araujo. Daniel Price says he hopes that what happened tonight does not hurt the confidence of Araujo because he was very solid. He was very good. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think it's tricky when you're a player of that caliber, and I think you you hold yourself to an even higher standard if you're Luis Araujo because. You expect to put that penalty away. You expect to find one of the other goals where you had opportunities. Uh, how many shots did he end up with? Six, seven, maybe eight? Seven. 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 Um, you expect to score in those moments. And the one shot where he rushed it from, from distance, that's the one where it felt like, oh, okay, uh, this now he's, he's pressing and trying to make something happen. The reason I'm not worried about his confidence is you never saw a dip in the work from him. You can't always score every goal and hit every pass perfect and, and put every cross on a dime. You can't always do that. That's down to a quality perspective. The best in the world do that more often than others. But you can't control the work. And Luis Adarujo, say whatever you want about the production end. And we talked about it last season. It was critical to Atlanta United not making the playoffs. And he's paid to produce. But the work from him, you have to respect and I think what Gonzalo Pineda was getting at earlier in, in his uh, media availability was that the team never put their heads down. The team never stopped working. And the goals from, from Almada are brilliant. The, the moments are amazing. They'll live in, in our memories forever. But you can't forget the work that went into it across the board. And Adarujo was a big part of that. Uh, one more question, maybe more about the game management than anything else. Joe Johnston wants to know, is MLS using the same true time for added time as they did at the World Cup? I mean, it's just down to directives uh, to referees. I don't think they're they're doing anything in terms of, you know, clocking it. And, and that's something that I do think over time we're going to see. I, I do expect either the, the video assistant referee or the fourth official to take a more active role in that because it is something that, that FIFA is taking very seriously and the World Cup showed it. Uh, I did not in, – in past years we have seen public – directives from pro the professional referees organization now they have new leadership and maybe it's a little bit different way of doing things mark geiger is now in charge um i don't know if that's a focus for the organization this season or not in the way that it was for world cup referees i think it should be i think we saw the the benefits of that at the world cup i hope it is i felt like seven was either it wasn't overdoing it. It was maybe a minute or two under. It worked out. It balanced out. It was fine. But there were egregious time-wasting issues that San Jose did. And they, they were punished for them. So, I mean, ultimately, they, they did Cost get their punishment. It did. It did because otherwise that free kick, you wouldn't have had time for it. But I do think this is something beyond the true time element of it. I do think that referees, and this isn't an MLS thing, this is a worldwide thing, they need to punish with cards faster those moments. 
it is extremely cynical. It's disrespectful to the game. It, it, it breaks up rhythm, and rhythm is so vital to teams that play in the way that Atlanta United does. Many teams around the world do. San Jose, every time Atlanta got momentum, a player would sit down. And it wasn't an injury. It wasn't because they hopped right up. They came back in. Cards got to be thrown for that. I, I know you don't want to have to judge if somebody's hurt or really hurt or hurt a little bit and give them a card if they're not. But when it's constant, you can see the game plan. And I think it has to be punished. It's something the referees have to do. want to get to two more really quickly. Yeah. I think these are both really good comments. Brandon Caldwell says he's been to every home opener since the start, and he feels like the accuracy and chemistry between players may be the best for an opener. If that's the case, even without Etienne from the start, without Abram from the start, who I, I think will get the starting nod over time at center back, and without Yakumakis in the team, that's – I'd have to go back and compare them, honestly. Um, the way that Atlanta United plays, chemistry improves. You have to get real games under your belt. And something that Gonzalo Pineda has said this week that, that maybe flew under the radar a bit, you look at what San Jose did in their preseason. They, they played in the, the Coachella Invitational. Um, games in a beautiful facility, but with, I don't know, maybe a few hundred fans. Um, felt like a youth tournament. Whereas Atlanta United went to Atlante and played a Liga Expansion team from Mexico that had a point to prove. They played Cruz Azul in the Estadio Azteca. They played Toluca here in front of you know almost 30,000 fans. Getting games in front of people, getting games that matter a little bit more, ramp up those things, the sharpness, the chemistry. And I think it showed as this went on today, San Jose looked like a deer in the headlights as the night went on because they hadn't been tested in preseason. Atlanta had. And you talk about all those close games in preseason. Well, that gave this team the mentality that they could go get something out of it. And one more from uh, Jamie Barahona. I hope I'm pronouncing that right says Miles had a good game, letting Parata lead the defense, but then taking over when Parata was subbed off. What he he was looking for was Miles being Miles. Yeah, he looked like it from the beginning. Uh, I mean, I forgot that he missed most of last season, to be honest, as, as sharp as he looked. Um, I, I didn't really get the sense that he took over. I think Abram is so different than Parata in terms of the way he plays and the way he feels the game. He was advancing more. He made a run at one point that he had the same color shoes on, and from a distance it looked like Thiago Almada making the run, uh, dribbling out of the back, because he's that sharp on the ball in those moments. Uh, Parata's not going to make that play, and, and it's just it's different. Parata's better in the air than, than Abram. But Abram, I thought, really came in and, and played toe-to-toe -to -toe with Miles, and, and they suited each other really well. Parata talked about the mistake in Chattanooga, talked about the mistake against Toluca. I think he is involved in a mistake on the goal here, Luis Abram hasn't played 90 minutes since October, but I think he's going to get an opportunity to sooner rather than later. Okay. Uh, when we come back, we'll wrap everything up. We'll look ahead to Toronto and a little bit of trivia. I'm going to try to stump Jason when we come uh -oh. back. Atlanta United 2-1 winners over San Jose Earthquakes on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hey, Nats fans. Are you ready for opening day? Swung on, hit deep to left. Catch every pitch, every home run, and every Curly W live with 106.7 The Fan on the free Odyssey app. Oh, Bang! Zoom goes K-Bat Ruiz! The voices you know, the team you love, your Washington Nationals, your Odyssey. Live games available for fans and market only. Clark Griswold and uh, San Jose Earthquakes. They were the security guard played by John Candy, shall we? 2-1 uh, Atlanta United over San Jose Earthquakes uh, with two stoppage time glossos by Tiago Almada. We'll quickly wrap up the full-time report. Here, here's the trivia. Jeez. Okay. Uh, I want to see how well you do with this. All right. Almada becomes tonight 
just the fourth player in league history to score a game-tying and game-winning goal in the 90th minute or later. Do you have guesses on the other three? Game-tying or game-winning? Both. Game-tying oh, and game-winning in stoppage time. Um, one of them is one of the all-time great goal scorers in the history of this league who now has a propensity to turn very, very red when he gets angry on television. Oh, Taylor Twelman. Okay. Yeah, the, that one. You, yeah, okay. Um, the other two, I'll give you a hint. Okay. Both RSL players. Um, Javier Morales was one I was thinking of. No. no. What, one was a long time ago, 2006. Okay. The other a little more recent, 2018. Oh, wow. Who? Albert Rusnak okay. was the more recent one, okay. and uh, Jeff Cunningham Jeff in 2006. Cunningham, one of the all-time leading scorers in the league. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, Tiago Almada in really good company. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Regen day tomorrow, and then uh, it's all eyes forward now on Toronto, who lost at the death tonight in D.C. on a Ted Koo DiPietro goal in the 98th minute, 3-2. Toronto blew a 2-1 lead in that game. 2-1 uh, lead with a goal in the 90th and then the late one. So very similar uh, in a way to how San Jose lost tonight. They also apparently lost Lorenzo Insigne to a first-half injury in that match tonight. Um, look, uh, Atlanta and Toronto, kind of like Atlanta and San Jose, they always play crazy matches. They always uh, want to fight. Yeah, uh, they're intense. They're chippy. What are you expecting? It's very, very early in the season, so... Uh, unlike prior matches between Atlanta United and Toronto, which typically come very late in the season, uh, you don't have the element of desperation necessarily. You have a big lift after the way this goes down tonight. There's a lot of good things to build on. There are some things that need to be corrected. I think the questions for Gonzalo Pineda as the week goes on, how many minutes can he get from Luis Abram? How many minutes can he get from Derek Etienne? And can Yorgos Yakimakis join this team for next week? Because I, I really, truly believe that when he is eligible, he will start games. As soon as he is eligible, I think he will start games. Will he be able to finish them? Probably not. But I think he will start games. He feels like that kind of a player that you want to go ahead, get him in there. You want to build the chemistry further. But getting a result here, Toronto losing a result late, you have a, a really big potential emotional swing this week. How does Bob Bradley get his team to bounce back? How does Gonzalo Pineda maybe get his team's feet back on the ground and continue to build and get those players that are going to make a big impact in 2023? Can he get all of them starting next week? He's two of the three. All right, now take note. We're on star next week. Hawks will be playing on 92.9 the game. So Jason and I will be on Star 94, 7 o'clock, the Five Stripes Countdown, 7.30, the kickoff. And uh, apparently, based on what all of you are telling us tonight, you can rather seamlessly sync us up on Apple TV if you are not coming to the match. Producer tonight, Dylan Matthews, engineer Miller Pope. For Jason Longshore, I'm Mike Conti. Stand by now. Prep Sports Nation is next on Sports Radio 92.9, the game. 2-1 Atlanta United over San Jose Earthquakes tonight. We'll see you next week on Star. Thanks for joining us tonight on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. You've been listening to the Full-Time Report, a complete wrap-up of today's Atlanta United game. Tune in for complete match day coverage all season long. The home for our Atlanta United is Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
spring spring is here which means it's the perfect time to get away in the hyundai you've always wanted visit the hyundai getaway sales event where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning hyundai models like the tech-filled tucson and kona as well as the spacious palisade enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with america's best warranty and three years or thirty-six thousand miles of complimentary maintenance but hurry in these deals won't last Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles. And Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.